Hello. Hello. Welcome back to the Long Distance Love Bombs podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Jeremy Goldberg. Today's guest is my girlfriend for her seventh or eighth appearance on the podcast. It's Kendra Adachi. And it's another one of our conversations about our relationship in which we attempt to remove the veil of superficial social media updates, talk about the real shit. And in this conversation, you will hear that Kendra and I were kind of a little bit like ships passing in the night for a couple weeks due to some external circumstances. We talk about what happened when we drifted apart, talk about how we got back on the same track, how we reconnected. We talk about emotions and grief and loss and our reliance upon certain fundamental slash foundational approaches for maintaining our relationship and how we neglected those things and what occurred when we did. So it's it's an open and honest conversation and it's always fun to hear the responses from you listening. And so thank you for the feedback. Thanks for the request. Thanks for saying to me, hey, when are you having Kendra back on the podcast? I really like when you guys communicate together. So here it is, uh, another conversation with Kendra Adachi. Enjoy. Oh, and like, thanks for following. I just am, I so am grateful for you being here. Thanks for the shares. Thanks for the comments. Thanks for subscribing. Thanks for the five-star reviews. It sincerely matters. And I know I'm like a broken record at this point, but it does help and it does mean a lot. So thank you for being here. I appreciate you. And now you can get my girlfriend's voice in your earbones. All right. So the topic of this month is... The fact that it's been a a heavy month emotionally, energetically in our household Mm -hmm. and how we navigated what came up in our relationship from that and We haven't done one of these in a while. We haven't done one of these in a while and part of that is because this month has been really um, full of needing space, I feel like, needing space to be with what we both were experiencing and with that too came like the sensation of us going apart and then having the conversation to come back together in relationship we were in rough seas and our ships were losing sight of each other a little bit yeah I would say that's a good way to put it and then we're like Yo, uh, you're a little too far away from me in these stormy seas. Mm-hmm. I think we should try to get back on yeah. similar tracks. Steer the sail back. Yeah. yeah. Tack to the right. I think that's what they say. So, yeah, there was like a big feeling and um, for both of us mm. of disconnection. Though... Um, I felt as though alone in feeling disconnected, and we talked about this. But we should we should discuss that though, because I think that's important. Yeah, yeah. So like, I felt alone in the disconnection, um, and the stories in my head were that like, it, does he not 
is he not aware of this disconnect? Does he not notice how our relationship is very disconnected right now? And does he care? That does he care? Does he even care? And so I felt it was important to to initiate and talk about that. And then I noticed that when I did, you felt the same. <laughs> you felt similarly, and we're actually also going to bring this up. However, uh, you were being um, conscious of my state. And it was kind of like difficult to discern when was good to approach this topic. Does that sound fair? Yeah, I think we should give some background too about yeah, like what, like was what going the shit on. show was. Mm-hmm. So you were grieving I was the grieving. loss of your best friend. And I'm still grieving. And you are still grieving. And, and his name is Doobie, Doobie. And he's a dog. And in a previous podcast episode a couple of years ago you talk about how literally that dog saved your life and has been a huge component of your heart and as I'm talking uh, her eyes are closed and she's probably gonna cry and that's okay so you were going through that and there was a lot of family grief with your sibling and parents and discussions around end-of-death experiences and how to navigate those logistics so that was probably at least a week maybe two weeks of of intense emotion and uncertainty and sadness and grief yeah it was like it's interesting I actually just talked about this today on Instagram um, that the body knows grief before the mind does I saw, that was a good post. Thank I you. Um, and like that's like very much what my experience was. Was like my mind was kind of like almost like still attempting to do day to day things, and my body felt very different. My body was sad, and the experience of of sadness and grief was very much alive and present, and it. I feel like it took some time for my mind to get with the program. Um, Mm. But so, yeah, basically, um, Doobie lived a really happy 14-year life and very loved so many mixed emotions of just the loss, but also the deep gratitude. And so the waves of that and the energy of those waves living with another human. um, Me. You. That I know is just it's a lot of energy in itself and literally for about two yeah it was like two weeks was like the eye of the storm of literal despair um on my knees sobbing and um I mean I don't think it was the eye of the storm I think it was like the the storm like yeah, the eyes got kind of peaceful and calm. Oh. Although I think there was some of that halfway through. Yeah, that's like, why oh, she's she's made it through. Yeah, that's why I said there was like ebbs and flows of it. Yeah. Like there's there's like the moments of like great great gratitude of like the memories and knowing that he's so loved and mm. just the whole relationship to impermanence and my belief of when we pass on like that it is a really beautiful experience. I mean, I don't know, though that's 
something that I choose to believe and some things that I've read and just knowing that his anyway that's a whole topic in itself um but I think I would add while that was happening I had my own unexpected yeah emotional thing come up which I haven't and won't talk about publicly right now yeah I may be forced to one day but uh and so I was having hard conversations and I was dealing with a lot of emotion and I was also in it Mm-hmm. Right, kind of confronted with this unexpected event, and so I think we were concurrently dealing with our own stuff while attempting to navigate a relationship as well. Mm-hmm. And so, from my perspective, going back to the um, the drifting apart idea, I was like going through some stuff, but also like it wasn't my stuff. If that makes sense, it was like dealing with other people's emotions and experiences and I was holding a lot of space and navigating a lot of uncertainty. So I I did kind of feel like I was in the eye of a storm of Mm. like, Mm -hmm. fuck, uh, I was seeing lots of people cry and I was having heart to heart conversations and there was a lot of fear and then I was living with a woman who was grieving and, you know, there was that one day where like within a minute of being awake, I had like you on my chest crying and that was really mm-hmm. beautiful and powerful and I and I like feeling supportive. And part of me was like, fuck, <laughs> like I've only been awake for a minute and like it, I felt immersed in it, right? And so um, when I was going through my own stuff, I saw you grieving and I was like, I don't know if this is the best time to talk about the dishes or the laundry or the disconnection or my own needs or all of that and so I kind of like pulled back a little bit and and maybe you can take over here but we Mm -hmm. kind of realized through that process that it wasn't the best option yeah it wasn't the I was my intentions were good and my intentions were to kind of protect you in a sense so that you could deal with your own stuff but I think now looking back I've realized that it actually was it actually caused a little bit more uh, disconnection and emotion than anticipated mm-hmm. yeah um, and what's important I think to address is that we wouldn't have come to the realization that we did if we hadn't had this experience if we hadn't had the mm. experience of you choosing to kind of step back and again the intention being like I'll give her space like she's mm. in it and I do appreciate that and there's definitely moments where like the bat the bedroom doors closed I'm literally a puddle on my knees and I just need to sob and be in that energy mm. um but what I really realized that in those moments of really feeling this grief and processing and moving through sadness I now can say that I know that what I really needed was to be checked in on. on more like, often. More often. I'm just cautious of like through those descriptions of me coming across as like an indifferent ass. But like when I say I was giving you space, it wasn't like I was avoiding you or ignoring you or like being a jerk. I would I would check in on you and I would do kind things. Yeah. It just wasn't at the level that was needed yeah 
I think that's the misunderstanding. Mm-hmm. And part <laughs> of my misunderstanding and what I said earlier was like the stories that I was saying to myself was like, does he not notice that there's a disconnection here? Right. And because I really felt like, I think I, I said that I didn't feel held from yeah. it. And so a lot that what I was experienced was experiencing, which was actually so beautiful. And in a way, like it's, it's all perfect is that I was really holding myself. I was really holding myself. Mm-hmm. And and in that I also was able to really feel like what is it that like I need? And I recognized that what was lacking was like in a very heart connected connection check-in from you that was like not just like, hey, how how you doing today? But that was just like like stop like place your hand on my heart like look into my eyes like like how is like how are you it's like such a different approach like I I realized that I needed to almost like be seen in it that I needed to feel that kind of depth of connection with you and um and all this is to say is in part um you know, wanting to also really come back into the relationship, um, that being part of like the reasoning why like this deeper connection was important was not just to check in and like on my grieving, but just like, how are we like, does that make sense? Yeah. I think to, to try to clarify that I think was like, I knew that you were not a hundred percent like it was very obvious that you were in grief and sad and like a shell in the Mm -hmm. sense of like who you normally are Mm -hmm. like and that's totally understandable Mm -hmm. right and um i felt like it wasn't the best time i mean looking back what i would have probably done was some aspect of like hey I know you are going through a lot right now and I'm here for you and I love you. And I feel, I, I just want to speak to the disconnection that we're, that I feel and that you're probably feeling because you're a fucking antenna for sensations. <laughs> like, I just want to, I just want to name that. Like, yeah, I think there's a disconnection here and we have a lot going on right now, but I'm here for you. And, uh, I, you're in the distance, but I'm keeping an eye on you, and I'm not going to let you get too far away from me that you get lost at sea. Mm. Like I'm, I'm observing, and we will come back together. Mm-hmm. And I'm here, and like, what do you need? Yeah, I think some aspect of that approach would have been really helpful. Yeah, rather than just seeing you as like, oh, Kendra's got it. She's handling it. She's going through a lot, but like, she's doing okay mm-hmm. and I kind of was like yeah I'll, I'll, I'll flag this and we'll talk about it in a couple days you know when she's maybe feeling more up to it mm-hmm. not realizing that the postponement of that was actually causing a little bit more harm yeah. than intended and I think something that's important to address here is um is like when we did come back together and we're like we need to have a conversation and talk yeah. about all of this is we realized that we stop doing what we initially agreed to do, which was be really radically honest with what's coming up for us. Yeah. And 
Well, like you proposed, like, hey, we should have, a, we should talk. And I was like, yeah, we should. Because yeah. I felt it immediately. Like, yeah, I'm glad you, you said it and that you're ready. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Um, and like from my perspective, like going, like, I mean, there's no going back and potentially the next round of human experience that is filled with grief and gratitude um what i know now that would be beneficial is to also communicate and say yeah i'm gonna really i mean you could see it and i know that i've i did communicate like i feel like a shell of a human um but and like sometimes sorry to interrupt but like sometimes i would ask and you're like i don't know what i need right now Mm -hmm. like i don't know what i need you to say and so yeah and that's part of like why we're having this conversation now is like i recognize now like what would be the most beneficial and for me to then also even say like i i know that i just need to hear or need to just know that you are here um just to check in on me and that's something that i that i i know i brought up in the past when it comes to like when i've been in depressive episodes like anybody who's listening when you're in it it's very difficult to make any sort of decision of what you even need even on a basic level mm-hmm. but when you're out of it in my experience when I'm out of it I recognize like yeah it's really helpful to have somebody just to check in and like even just be like hey found a funny movie we're watching this tonight mm-hmm. and like just make those decisions um super helpful to support like getting out of the that whole mm-hmm. dark sort of energy space um but this was different and this was grief this was sadness and so many other complexities and what yeah what i just recognize now moving forward is to just really request and say hey yeah i recognize we've both been in this and there's also like gifting each other space to be in that because i think it's really important not to like smother like not to try to there's no fixing there's Mm -hmm. no fixing and that i think it's really important that we both that we all allow ourselves to really feel like what it is that we need to feel to come to surface. But then in that being like, how can I support you in this? Um, Even if you don't know, like, is it just like a hand on the shoulder? Is it just, you know, um, simple little things that just kind of support life to feel a little bit easier? Does that make sense? Yeah, I think like two things that I, like take away from that experience is the first being how powerful and helpful it is to reaffirm what is true and what is known. So for mm-hmm. example, like I love you. I'm mm-hmm. not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. I've got you. Like I'm here if you need me. Mm-hmm. Anytime you want, I'm here to give you a hug. Um, whatever. Mm-hmm. So just stating the, the kind of obvious assumptions, I suppose. And just speaking to those frequently. Yeah. Um, so as like a reminder or an affirmation that that hasn't changed. Mm-hmm. Because I know that for you at least, and I do maybe for all of us, that like we're, when we're in it, mm-hmm. sometimes those voices appear. Yeah, totally. And it's like, does he even care about me? Yep. No one wants to be with me like this. I'm too much for him, blah, blah, blah. And so I think speaking to the other side of those is, mm-hmm. is really powerful. So that's the first one. Mm-hmm. The second one was my own personal self-care. Mm-hmm. Yes. Of filling my cup where I'm like, I, I did feel like the, the eye of a storm. Like, I, I remember talking to a friend and being like, 
I'm good. Like, I'm really good. I'm fit. I've been sleeping great. Work's going good. I'm happy. And I'm also surrounded in this period of life by intense emotional experiences that are not my own. Mm-hmm. And it's draining me. And I, I'm like tired of tears. <laughs> like I'm, t- I'm tired of people crying. And, uh, and I mean that just as like a bratty, frustrated voice, right? Mm-hmm. And so for me, it was important at that time to go for a walk, to check out and go and get in nature, um, to re- reach out to my network mm-hmm. and be like, hey, I need to chat. I just need to vent. Like, can you tell me I'm not an asshole right now? And so in filling my own cup, because it was feeling like those around me were emptying it at a faster clip than normal, I had to then kind of kick up another notch in my self-care routines and my selfishness in a way. Mm-hmm. So I think those are two things that I took away from it. Yeah, that's really important because that's something we even talked about too is I didn't notice you filling your cup. Mm. Like you didn't go for walks. Um and I feel like that would have been really beneficial for sure. And like well, something... I, di- I didn't go for enough walks, I would say. Okay. Well, yeah. Like there's like I, I noticed that too. Mm. And um, and it's difficult, right? Like we're in a pandemic and it's a one bedroom apartment mm-hmm. and like sorry, the things beeping. Um, and so what this again comes back down to is this really important concept that we like really started our relationship on is radical honesty. And not just radical honesty with each other, but with ourselves. Mm. And that was a, that was something huge for me was being so radically honest of like, this is what needs attention. Like I, I canceled and rescheduled my whole life and just, just being really radically honest that like my capacity right now, like is just with this experience. And in the future I could have um, it would be, I think, supportive for our relationship for me to also communicate with you of like, I'm not going anywhere and I love you and mm-hmm. I am going to really be allowing myself to be deep in this process. And if it feels disconnected because we've had this experience, um, please come, f- like, permission to come forward to connect on that. And I am creating the space to allow myself to really be in this and it's going to be messy and it's going to be uncertain and I am not going to force or anything. Um, but just being so radically honest with that moment of like for myself personally, like this is what I know to be true of what I need at this moment. And for you to know like where I'm at in that, um, and for me too to like fill my cup and like that was part of my filling my cup was canceling everything and um giving myself a lot of permission for recognizing stories that wanted to show up of like i'm a bad girlfriend i'm a bad girlfriend i'm a a bad coach for like canceling i'm just i'm a bad human for canceling rescheduling everything they those stories truly didn't last that long because my heart of hearts knew what really needed to happen um but yeah like i mean just full honesty here on this podcast like our intimacy was disconnected we weren't having sex we weren't having sex yeah. yeah and um and yeah it was almost like 
what I feel like would be really beneficial, and like this is why we're having this conversation and what we like are coming back together for is in life when we have these moments in partnership, because when you're in a partnership, we see everything. Like we're gonna experience a lot of different things together, and this was one of them, is like not only feeling safe in our own internal capacity to be with whatever the experience is, but the relationship in itself feeling safe in that capacity of how do I say this um like knowing that okay I can go to the depths of grief and Jeremy can be experiencing his own stuff but really knowing that like we're good and we're solid here and we're going to communicate the best that we can like yeah today's still a really rough day I think what you said like just touching on the foundational radically honest pieces is really supportive for a relationship just like every day being like you know whatever happens today in this emotional storm I'm still not going anywhere and I still love you and I'm still here and we're gonna we're gonna navigate this together and something that was really sweet that I feel like we did still tend to was we made sure we let each other know that we were still teammates and partners throughout all of it and Mm -hmm. Um, that was supportive. Does that make sense? Yeah, you have a really cute way of saying it too. Mm. You are my... You are my teammate. Yeah, we're pals. We're partners. And I think to add to that and maybe start to wrap it up is we talked about the idea of like fundamental, you know, foundational principles or actions that we slacked off on for lack mm-hmm. of a better phrase we weren't having um really good eye-to-eye quiet conversations like we're having right now mm-hmm. like for a while we were doing the podcast as part of that to mm-hmm. ensure that we did communicate and found find some time to prioritize the relationship mm-hmm. it's like we are the parental figures for this external thing that we need to feed mm-hmm. and like if we don't meet to chat about that thing it's like hey have you watered the relationship lately Mm -hmm. no i thought you were watering it it's like hey have you fed the relationship lately like no i thought it would i thought you were gonna feed it Mm -hmm. and suddenly a week or two goes by and the relationship is thin and parched and pissed off yeah (laughs) right because it's been neglected Mm -hmm. and so i think part of the of what we've described here is recognizing what what we you and i individually like what our relationship needs and how Mm -hmm. we can serve that relationship and how we can come back towards each other yeah right like we're disconnected we need to be more connected yeah like here's how we're going to do that and also i've found it comforting to remember other times in the past that we've felt disconnected Mm -hmm. or that we've drifted apart Mm -hmm. and that we do come back together it's like a it ebbs and flows so to speak And I think the one thing we did discuss is making sure that we don't disconnect too far, Mm -hmm. whereby we can't find our way back to each other. Mm -hmm. And I think maybe that ship analogy is is perhaps an adequate one Mm -hmm. of, like, yeah, we're a little bit far apart, but it feels comfortable. I think that's how it normally is. You know, maybe arm's length, to use a different metaphor. But, like, if if you're around the block and I can't find you, there's no smoke signal, and it's like, okay, you've gone a little bit too far. Yeah. Let's start moseying our way back together. 
Yeah. And so just something else that I want to share that is um, we both really trusted this in, this intuitive feeling of like there's something, this isn't right. Like About what? About our relationship. All right. That like something's off. Something's off. We're disconnected. This is not our normal, so to speak. Like, like we both felt like, yeah, like there's we've got to address this. And then we both we we spoke to it and we said, like I spoke to it, and then you said, I'm glad that you mentioned it and that you were gonna speak to it. But we both were feeling this thing, and I think it's really important that um, that we trusted that and that we both spoke to it and then we both said like, hey, I'm really feeling this and let's create the space to talk about it because I just wonder um, how many people may have experienced it like I've personally experienced like feeling this kind of disconnect and almost like again in the story being like is it too much is it annoying if I say anything and like not saying anything I don't want to be whiny yeah like I don't want to feel like I'm complaining or needy and all this stuff it's like no 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 like speak your needs like i'm gonna speak up for what i'm experiencing here and this relationship matters to me the relationship matters to you so it's important that we speak to like there's something that's off here and it's not always going to be like a sexy fun conversation but it's necessary and always in my experience with you is every time we do come back together and we sit and we allow ourselves to open the conversation and we say all the things that might have been bothering us which we did like yeah, you you let me vent for a while yep. and then even at, at, at one point you're like is there anything else <laughs> and i was like yeah there's there's one other thing and i was rambling for a while and yep. it was it felt <laughs> it felt super awkward. i mean felt super awkward to sort of list like oh i have resentment about this and i feel resentment about this and i've been holding on to this mm-hmm. and like this super minor tiny superficial thing yeah i'm pissed off about that too and to just like really go into the into the mucks of my body and just scrape it all out and like Mm -hmm. oh yeah and there's that Mm -hmm. and to your credit you you received it very well thank you um and it helped me to have space now to then fill it with connection Mm -hmm. and love and yeah intimacy and all kinds of good stuff yeah and and that yeah the end of all of it is like i always feel more i always feel more connected i always feel like it's all it's always a good idea for us to have those conversations and we just get to um i mean i know i I left you a note the next morning you did um and And like you you said sorry for so sorry for being a bitch yeah and i was like that's a bit strong like I could feel my bitchy tendency wanting to show up, like that that energy. It was reactive. Of, it was and reactive, emotional. and it was very ego, and it was very victim. And um, grateful to have the teachers that I do and do the work that I do to like know it, name it, feel it, and be like, ah, that's not who, that's not me, and that's not how I really want to be showing up here. Yeah. Um, though she definitely showed up a little bit. Yeah, she um, But like we've said in previous podcasts that like name the thing as soon as you can and like mm. of course given if like the energy and the environment is open and it's willing and the, your partner's like yes we can talk about this now and that was something that we were also we also stopped doing mm-hmm. stop being radically honest with what we needed and what we were experiencing and we stopped naming the things that were bothering us and so it did build 
and then yeah. the disconnect and then we came back together and then we allowed it all to kind of come to the table and then we just kind of re came together with the negotiation or the the commitment the yeah. devotion to what supports us moving forward and it felt really good it, yeah it felt like a purge it felt like a really necessary clean mm-hmm. cleaning that needed to happen yeah and you love cleaning I love it you do mm-hmm. um, one final piece that I would add is that you described it like that you felt like my roommate yeah rather than it being in a relationship with me mm-hmm. and I think that's just a useful distinction or clarification for someone listening of like what like what did you feel what does disconnection feel like it feels like I live with another person mm-hmm. and like yeah and I'm kind of annoyed at them right now it was like <laughs> superficial and it was lacking the it was depth. short too it was like how are you doing yeah good yeah you know? so superficial like, yeah. and like lacking the depth of like meaningful deep like inquisitive conversations like what are you excited about like what's going on in your world and like that fun excitement and like blasting fun ideas off of each other yeah i remember you saying like i feel like you don't want to talk to me yeah and then part of me was like i feel so sad about that and then also another part of me was like i really don't want to talk to anyone Hmm. right now i'm tired of talking Mm -hmm. like i really am feeling empty mm-hmm. but then which is biting okay my, it, it is okay but i bit my tongue and i like pushed that right down yeah and i and that caused the problem rather than just saying i don't want to talk to you right now yeah or like you know now is not a good time because mm-hmm. x y and z mm-hmm. but like i got you and i want to talk to you in the future when i feel like yeah. i really do want to talk to you yeah Something I know that we're like wanting to wrap this up, but something I really quickly want to say to that is like something else that I feel we didn't talk about this, but I'm going to bring it back up. is like trusting (laughs) in each other's like sovereignty that what's going to come up for the other person is like they're going to be okay. Like, for example, if I were to say, I feel like you don't want to talk to me. And if you're like, actually, my truth is, yeah, I don't. And I don't want to talk to anybody. And it's not personal. And it's up to me how I'm going to take that. And it's up to me to be able to do the process. Like, does that trigger me? What's activated? What do I get to look at here? And for me to, to really do the work of like, yeah, it's, it's not personal. That's his truth. Mm. And how many times like, have I felt like I don't want to freaking talk to anybody and it's not personal. <laughs> so it allows me to like, it allows each other to be like, take, be, our, own medicine. take our own medicine, like reflect mm. into like, yeah, this is my truth and I'm not going to enable or baby your experience. You trust in, like we trust in each other's agency to be able to hold ourselves with what is presented to us. I think the big caveat there is that when communicating difficult truths, it's done with grace and love and kindness. Yeah, a lot of So it's not just, I don't want to talk to you right now. It's Mm -hmm. not that sassy, Mm -hmm. get fucked kind of vibe. It's like, it's recognizing how the other person might receive it when I say it. Yeah. I think that's my intention at least. Yeah. And it, does it work out every time? No. But I think as an intention, that's really valuable to shoot for. What's the saying that you say? I mean, I say a lot of shit. You say, love yourself enough to be okay disappointing others. Just other people. Other people. Yeah. And like, yeah, not, of course not saying it like an asshole, 
and yeah. just like being intentional but it's a, like, like i feel like you don't want to talk to me You're like damn right i want to talk like, to you you've been crying all day long like, you're I annoying not like, i don't even want to look at you <laughs> get yeah. out of here Scram. No. it was just like you know what there's some truth to that and it's not personal there's been a lot in my world and I really just, I do need space and some quiet and some solitude. Now is not a good time. Now is not a good time. I love you and I'm happy to talk like after I've like filled my yeah. cup a bit. My cup is empty. Yeah. And it's like, I love you enough to disappoint you in this moment because I love you enough to give you my best. Yeah. And I love you enough that you deserve my best. To give and you so my truth and my pause. honesty. Yeah. yeah. And we'll reconvene when yeah. that is. And you trust me enough to recognize that I'm going to go and fill my cup to get back to my best. Yeah. Right? Yeah. All right. Well, that feels like a pretty oh, solid good. conversation. We're back. In, <laughs> We're back. back together. And well, we, we weren't. We well, never, yeah, we didn't like leave, yeah, but yeah. We, we drifted and now we're back sailing partners at sea. Our, our boats are significantly closer. They're... What kind of boat would yours be? Um, I'm, what would you picture? Go ahead, and then I'll tell you. I'm gonna say a pirate ship. Yeah, I was gonna say a okay. pirate ship. <laughs> yeah. Your what would yours be? Like a tugboat. I was gonna say a tugboat. <laughs> if anybody's seen like, South Park, yeah, the tugboat with what's his name? Anyway. Well, you know how like they had that big shipping container get stuck in that little canal a while ago. It was no. it the Suez Canal? Oh yeah. And then all the tugboats came out. That filled me with glee. I was like, look at those little tugboats trying to move that ship. What, Kate? What is, who is that? Uh, Tommy the tugboat? Or no, there was a South Park episode, and he's an actor, and he has a tugboat, and the, his thing is like, I'm fight and fight and fight and fight and fight and around the world. He's just going around fighting people. I'll, go, I'll just Google it real quick. Um, and he's got his tugboat named Tugger. Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. that's just what that reminds me of um, it's cute I could see it I'm into it hey it's so funny um this being said we should wrap it up now uh, we should wrap it up now um something else really important to say is that we allowed ourselves to also process um this was a really great learning experience for us both individually and in the relationship yeah and I really feel like there's like I'm really proud of us I'm really proud of us both for like going all into feeling it all and to really recognizing like where the disconnect was. And I feel like it's not only made our relationship stronger, but I feel like it's made us as individuals stronger. Like yeah. I feel very grounded and um, on the other side of experiencing what I did. And for you too, I'm witnessing like there's almost like a, a heightened sense of like the capacity that you can hold from what you experienced. Does totally. that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, it's all a growth opportunity. Yeah. It's like we were at the gym for like two weeks. We you were, were at the grief gym. We were at the grief gym. Yeah. We were working it out. We were pumping iron. Mm-hmm. And, and, I, know. and I was like tired. I'm like, I'm tired of the grief gym. I want to go to the grief ice cream store, and the grief burrito the factory. The grief spa. Yeah, the grief spa. <laughs> Just chill out and rest my weary grief muscles. Yeah. And then life was like, no rest for the weary, more grief for you. Anyway. Thanks for listening. Thank you. And uh, yeah, thanks for the shares and the likes and reach out to us on Instagram. Mm -hmm. and if anything came up for you here that you have questions about or you want to share. Yeah, and we're going to be open. doing a coaching thing too. I know we keep saying that, but like, <laughs> we really are going to be taking on 
some folks for a group for like a 12 week thing. And so yeah. if you made it to the end of this, I mean, you might want to check out that thing because it's basically this. Yeah. It's everything that we yeah. talked about today. Um, a lot of support in the practice of going into those moments of grief and cultivating communication. And this round is going to be good, really great. Um, we've got some. <laughs> we just have some. We have anyway, some fun things yeah. um, coming with that. But as we expressed, this month was kind of like put on show. hold, and so things are going to come back into the yeah. realms. We're working May. again. We've got our working pants on again. Yeah, we're back in that realm. Yes, yeah. who's back? Thank you, everybody. <laughs>